Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another playoff edition of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always. And in today's episode, the Mavericks absolutely dismantle the Utah Jazz 102-77 to and why this series should not come back to Dallas. So, Mavs fans, this was the game we were waiting on. This was a game I expected to see in Game 5 and many fans across the uh, Dallas forward or really anywhere that you're a fan of Dallas uh, knew that the Mavericks were capable of a game like this considering how we have shot throughout this series you knew it was going to happen but really it wasn't the Mavericks offense that did everything for him it was the defensive side of the ball this Maverick team right now is just playing the most epic defense that we've ever seen here in Dallas even dating back to our championship season of 2011 where we had a lot of good individual defenders like Stevenson, like Sean Marion, like Tyson Chandler. We don't have just an, one guy who's just an all-star or all-NBA team type defender. We just have multiple guys that are good at what they do and they know their role and Jason Kidd has them playing in those roles to absolute perfection right now. The team defense is just unmatched for Dallas. And to shut down the Utah Jazz, the number one offensive team in the NBA this season, the way that we have, the way we've kept them under 100 points virtually every game so far in this series, and to do it in this fashion, only giving up 77 points to them in this game, it's absolutely amazing to watch right now when you're looking at this Dallas Maverick team because everyone said the same thing. Oh, when Luka came back, our defense wasn't as good and that was going to be a problem. But Luka is such a smart defender and such a smart player because he reads plays and gets himself in the right position and makes sure he does what he needs to do on the defensive side of the ball. But this Dallas Maverick team would played well right from the beginning and it's just a game that I was so happy to be looking at. I wish I could have been at the game because it was just so fun watching it on TV, listening to the crowd. And we do have a feeling about this team this year that's just different. When you listen to the crowd, when you're watching this team, especially knowing that we have come back the way we have this season from double-digit deficits, we've always managed to get ourselves back in and win a lot of those games. Actually, we had the most in the NBA this year during the regular season. But in this one, the Mavericks didn't have to worry about it. The Mavericks took control from the beginning. And with this stifling defense, there was just nothing Utah could do. Um, they are known as a three-point team. And that today was definitely not the case with the just great team defense that this Maverick team plays right now. Everyone's going to want to talk about, you know, Utah's horrible shooting from range and just horrible shooting overall. And I think that has more to do with just Dallas's defense than it does anything. 
The Mavericks do not allow Utah to get comfortable in what they like to do. They invade their space. They run them off the line. And they do not let them ever get into a rhythm. And that's impressive to see from our defensive team this year. Luka Doncic is just playing absolute great basketball since his return. Averaging over 30 points a game for the Mavericks since in his two games so far this season. And I think one of the biggest stats that jumps off the page for me um, when we look at the last two games since Luka's return, Luka has gotten the Mavericks to a plus six in the rebounding battle over the last two games. We were only out-rebounded in game four by three rebounds. And we out-rebounded the Jazz in this game by nine rebounds. And that, of course, has a lot to do with Luka and everything that he was doing. But this Maverick team was just playing such great basketball in the first half, with the exception of just shooting. Our percentages were down. We were not hitting a lot of our shots early in this game. And that's the only reason he was even close in the beginning, was the fact that we were missing wide-open looks. Because it wasn't like Utah was playing stellar defense against us. We were getting everything that we wanted. Our guys were just not hitting their open looks. So when you look at just the first half stats, the Mavs shot 45% from the field, 24% from the three-point line, and grabbed 28 rebounds at that point. So the Mavericks went 5 of 24 from the three-point line in the first half. And that just really kept the Jazz a little bit closer than they really should have been at that point because our defense was just absolutely suffocating and we just didn't finish them off right away. It took us a little while to establish that lead and take full control the way that we did. Of course, we ended the first half on a great run, which got us a good, comfortable cushion at the half. The Jazz, on the other hand, in the first half, only shot 35% from the field. 12%, 2 of 17 from the three-point line, and only had 18 rebounds. So the Mavericks were actually out-rebounding the Jazz by 10 rebounds in the first half of this game, and that let you know what was coming. Because if not for the whole rebounding discrepancy in this series, the Mavericks probably would have swept them. Let's be honest about that. If the rebounds were not <laughs> anywhere near the 20 rebounds they had more than us in the first two games, then the Mavericks win those games pretty handedly, and it's not even a competition. We had a chance to sweep them if we had Luka since game one rebounding the way that he does. And I think that's an underrated part of Luka's game that sometimes people forget about because they are so impressed with the beautiful passes and uh, the great shots that he makes. But he does so much more than that with the crazy amount of rebounds that he gets for this Dallas Maverick team, which is just so important to what we are as an organization. Luka brings more than just, uh, you know, what everyone sees. I, I think they just seem to forget about his rebounding aspects. And when you look at what his total overall game was tonight, then then you understand that. Luka and Brunson were 0 of 9 from the three-point line in the first half. Brunson was 0 of 4. Luka was 0 of 5. Luka had 11 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists, while Brunson had 13 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists at the half. And... When you look at those numbers, it's not anything that jumps off of the page. Those are pretty basic numbers for those two guys. But the difference was our defense was shutting down the Jazz at that point, giving them absolutely nothing. And it, it is really exciting to watch this team play the way that they are right now.
because as we went on in this game, it wasn't even close. But after halftime, the Mavericks took complete control of this game and just finished it out in a amazing way, beating Utah by 25 points, which is the largest in Maverick postseason history. The largest margin of victory for the Mavs ever in the postseason was this 25-point victory, which you can't say enough about. It is just impressive all, all together for this team. And then you look at the man himself, Luca, who's leading the way for us, finished the game playing 33 minutes. That's it. He only played 33 minutes, so he didn't even get close to the 40-minute barrier. Had 33 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists, going 11 of 22 from the field and 3 of 10 from the three-point line, along with one block, which was an absolutely impressive block at that. It was late in the game when Clarkson tried to get a three-point shot off in the corner, Luca closed him out and blocked his three-point shot, which you don't see a whole lot of in the NBA, but Luca found a way to do it because he was just playing on that good of a role. Luca ended up finishing the game shooting 50% from the field, and you will take that all day long. If Luca's going to shoot 50% from the field, no one has a chance to stop this Dallas Maverick team. And then just to Put the icing on the cake for Luca, Luca with this wonderful game. You have to look at um, another milestone for Luca. Through the first 15 playoff games of Luca's career, he is the fifth highest scorer in the NBA's history. Jordan was first with 581 points through his first 15 playoff games. Rick Barry was second with 521. Wilt Chamberlain is third with 510. Bob McAdoo was fourth with 509, and Luca now is the fifth with 499 points through his first 15 playoff games. That is just another crazy accomplishment for Luca. Again, putting his numbers up there with some of the greats in the game, and you just love to see what Luca is doing uh, just right now out there on the court for the Mavericks, getting comfortable, getting back into the role he was in prior to going out with that unfortunate injury there at the end of the season, getting our team going and just playing great team basketball and just great defense, even when he's out there on the court, not missing a beat for this team on the defensive end. Uh, it is just you know crazy to watch. Luca, when he went off for those 33 points, he got 19 of those points in the third quarter alone. And in that third quarter, Luca scored as many points as the entire Utah Jazz team. The Jazz only scored 19 points as a team in that quarter, and Luca himself had that 19 points. So, just a crazy, crazy night for Luka Doncic and this great Dallas Maverick team. Holding the Jazz to 10% from the three-point line. I, I have to say that again. 10%. That is an absolutely absurd percentage for an NBA team to shoot, let alone the Utah Jazz, who are known as a three-point shooting team. Uh, the Mavericks just, again, break their spirits from the three-point line. They don't give them any space. They don't give them any time. They can't get organized, and they can't get those shots off. So they only shot three of 30 from the three-point line. So this Maverick team playing this way, even when they're not shooting well, playing great defense is what really is doing it for them because it's not like the Mavericks shot great from the three-point line themselves. The Mavericks were only 28% from the three-point line in this game, shooting 12 of 43. So 
it's just crazy to watch what this team is doing right now. But when you got Luka producing like that, and then Jalen Brunson, who's on a tear of his own in this game, giving you 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists, going 9 of 20 from the field, and only 1 of 7 from the 3-point line himself. It is amazing to see that these two guys are just absolutely taking apart the Utah Jazz. Both of them can get whatever they want whenever they want to. When Brunson wants to break down the defense and drive into the lane and then throw out a nice pass, he's able to do so at will. And of course, Luka has always been able to do that against anyone in the league that he plays at to this point. So to have those two guys now being that tandem, that dynamic duo that the Mavericks weren't sure they were going to have in this postseason when we thought about, you know, the number two guy out there, uh, who's going to be the number two with Luka. But when you're looking at what Brunson has done in this series and how he's asserted himself now, um, there's just a great little one-two punch that just the Jazz cannot do anything with. And then when you just get a little bit of help from the rest of the players on the team, that's all this Maverick team really needs. Dorian Finney-Smith played 41 minutes in this game, scored 13 points with five rebounds and four assists, going four of 11 from the field and three of seven from the three-point line, along with one steal of his own. Again, just being efficient. Dorian's not taking a whole lot of shots right now, but it's fine. As long as he's efficient with his shots, that's what the Dallas Mavericks need. Now, the one guy that we know that has been playing a ton of minutes for the Mavericks in this series so far, our highest minute man is Reggie Bullock. <laughs> but he did get ejected uh, in this game with the whole little scuffle that happened with uh, Whiteside when Luka went up to dunk late in the game. But... Um, again, I, I don't think that that was really malicious by Whiteside. When I actually rewatched it over, he was actually trying to help Luca up after he knocked him down. And Luca was actually going to take his hand until Dorian came and pushed him out the way, which again, I'm fine with though. I, I'd love to see this Maverick team playing with a little bit of grit, with a little bit of, you know, attitude right now. It's something that has been missing from this team for a while. Um, and, and now we're, we're having that you know, just toughness about us that we just haven't had over the past few seasons. So to see Dorian go out there and fight for Luca, to see Reggie Bullock go over there and, and put his nose in it as well. I love just the team overall chemistry that we have. Unfortunately, it did get Bullock ejected, and which is absolutely okay in a game like this when we were winning by as much as we were to get Bullock uh, a little bit more rest as we get ready to go back to Utah for the next game. So Bullock only played 31 minutes in this game, but still gave you nine points with seven rebounds and two assists with his baskets all being three-point baskets going three of nine from the three-point line. So he himself also had three steals. It's just good to see that type of performance from Reggie Bullock and just excited to see this this attitude team that we have now and tough team that we have that fights for each other. Dwight Powell actually had a good game, especially early. <laughs> Him and the Luka connection uh, that we seem to start every game with, with the quick little alley-oop pass between Powell and, and Luka. It, it always gets the Mavericks going and it gets the ha the crowd energized behind it as well. When you see those kind of plays happen, you, you, you tend to get a little excited and it's definitely really good to have that little connection back again. Now, Powell played 20 minutes in this game and, and gave you eight points with four rebounds going four of four from the field. And again, pretty much all that was in the first quarter um, when him and Luca were actually going to the room together and those type of things. So 
good to see that those two guys are back on the same page now. And, and that alley-oop pass tends to always work for Powell. And he was fighting in there again with Gobert. Gobert is definitely way bigger than Powell and, and is just a way better rebounder. But Powell has been sticking his nose in there and making things tough on Rudy Gobert. And, and you just love to see that kind of energy, regardless if he's getting the rebounds or not. And, you know, for Powell in this series, he has to pretty much split his time out there with Maxi Kleba just because of the fouls that they end up committing on Gobert. Just because, you know, sometimes you, you have to take those fouls to not let Gobert get an easy basket. And Maxi Kleba himself played 20 minutes, but did not score a single point, but grabbed five rebounds. And he only took one shot. So it's not like uh, he was really looking for a shot out there tonight because Brunson and Luca were pretty much doing it all by themselves. So Maxi didn't need to score any points. He just needed to fight with Gobert in there and uh, make it difficult for him to get some of those rebounds. And Luca just kind of comes in and cleans it up. He reads the shots, gets in the right positions, and is able to get some of these rebounds to keep him away from Rudy Gobert and the rest of the Utah Jazz team. Um, you just love to see it. Now, I still didn't get the game that I predicted from Spencer Dimwitty. I, I keep saying I expect a breakout game from him, but he has yet to produce. And he let me down in this one again. So in his 28 minutes, scoring nine points with four rebounds and one assist, going three of eight from the field and two of five from the three-point line. Spencer Dinwiddie is, again, that other guy that's been there for us since we made the trade back on February the 10th, who's really helped this Maverick team take the next step this year. And if he ever gets it going, it's going to be absolutely dangerous. I don't know what the league is going to do if you have Brunson playing at the level that he currently is now, that he has elevated himself to in the absence of Luka. And then Luka back now playing the absolute dominant basketball he is right now if we get Spencer Dinwiddie to wake up and play the way he was during the regular season for us I mean the sky is the absolute limit for this team as Jason Kidd said in uh, one of his last post-game interviews that there is no ceiling for this team and it really is kind of true because we keep having these games where a couple guys go off and the other guys don't shoot as well and then you'll have a few games where those bench guys have a really good game and then they don't do so well the next one. It's a complete package that we have not put together yet in the playoffs. And when we do have that happen, it's going to be absolutely so much fun to watch. When Reggie Bullock's hitting his shots, when Dorian's hitting his shots, when Brunson's on his game, when Luca's out there on his game, and then you have Maxi Kleba and Spencer Dimwitty who now we've seen Maxi's three-point shot is there again, playing well just the way they did in the regular season, along with Davis Bertans, who we know is a capable three-point shooter, and Josh Green, who has been playing great defense in his own right, who can can hit some open shots, but he's been struggling uh, out there for the Mavericks, shooting the ball <laughs> as he went 0 of 3 in this game in his 14 minutes for the Mavericks, but we know he can hit those three-point balls. So if we get everyone to finally have a good game and just play the way that they had all season, I just think that the Mavericks really have a chance to do something special in these playoffs. Now, I'm not looking past the Jazz, even though I believe this series is over. I do not believe 
It's coming back to Dallas. I believe it's over in Salt Lake on game six here for the Mavericks here on Thursday. Um, I just don't see any way that the Jazz can recover and affect anything that is going out there right now for the Mavericks. But this team playing the way that they are, there is just no stopping them. And then, of course, Donovan Mitchell did get injured pretty much right at the end of the game. Uh, they called it a hamstring strain. And he did have an MRI on it the next day, and it came back negative. So it looks like he more than likely will still be available in Game 6 against the Mavericks. Uh, we'll have to see how that kind of plays out and if he does end up playing in that game. But it is just still so exciting to go into Game 6 and know that you have a chance to finish off this series and get to that next round of the playoffs that the Mavericks are so anxious for that Luka has not seen yet. And... I think if you give him a taste of that next round, Luka will only step his game up even further to um, you know, take this Maverick team to the promised land, to that run to the finals that can be made this year. Because, again, if this team is playing this absolutely remarkable defense that they're playing right now and then get their game together as a whole team, there is no one that can stop this Dallas Maverick team. And that's just my opinion. You can say I'm crazy. You can say I'm a homer. I'm fine with that. But all I know is I've been watching this team all year long. And uh, when they have it all together, there is no one, no one that this team cannot beat. And, you know, they proved that at the end of the season when they beat a lot of teams that were really high in the rankings in each conference, Eastern and Western conferences. So, I just think there really is a, a chance this year to do something really special. And with Luka back now at 100%, I think this Dallas Maverick team is going to make a run here in this playoffs. And it's just just a fun time, just an exciting time to get a blowout win like this against a team that, let's just be honest, they've been playing dirty these first few games of this series. So to beat them down like this, it is a great feeling uh, hopefully for the team and then for us as fans, getting to see our team to just take them apart um, the way they, they did in this game. So an absolute wonderful game. Luka setting new milestones. Mavericks taking apart the Utah Jazz 102-77. to Now we look to game six, which will be a late night game. Uh, more than likely going to be on TNT on Thursday night at 9 o'clock and... Uh, let's watch our team get on to that next round. So that's going to be it for today's episode, Mavs fans. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.